0: Professor, Physician, Epidemiologist, I am Dr. Shree Banerjee. Hello, I'm Dr. Shree Banerjee, and in this segment, uh, I'll be going over um, some over the assumptions of... Uh, the multiple regression analysis. Um, Through this uh, demonstration I'll be focusing more on the assumptions and less on the actual statistical test. Um, However, I do show you how to take the coefficients and the the, uh, constant in order to make sure that the um, uh, equation is sufficient and correct. Hello in this segment, I'll be talking about how to conduct some of the assumptions in uh, from multiple regression in SPSS. So let's go ahead and get started. If we're trying to conduct a multiple regression, then um, the first place that you would go, of course, is Analyze, and then uh, going down, uh, you would go into Regression, and then Linear, and this is actually from an NHANES uh, data set, which uh, one of my students uh, used for the, uh, for their um, dissertation. So I wanted to um, create a, a regression model. Um, this is a family poverty uh, index ratio. Um, so this is a marker of poverty. Um, it's a continuous variable. Um, and just to show you an idea uh, it was taken from here and then age um age when um they had the positive uh uh poverty income ratio and then these are all continuous variables that's why i selected them they may not necessarily make sense uh and i'm just trying to see for instance number of insensate areas on the left number of insensate areas on the right um, and that how that um, affects family poverty poverty income ratio Uh, so these are predictors and these are outcome variables let's take a look at statistics um, and make sure that everything that's highlighted needs to be highlighted Uh, the estimates uh, I think confidence intervals was not selected initially and then model fit. So this is where you would find the um, R squared adjusted R squared. Then you take a look at plots. And here, this is important. Uh, many places don't have this, uh, so it's important that you keep in mind uh, this uh, plot and we'll be interpreting that plot. So. The plot here is Z-R-E-S-I-D and then this one is Z-P-R-E-D. So This is the residual versus the predicted. We're going to be interpreting that again. Take a look at save. Then make sure options And then you want to exclude cases uh, list-wise, and then include constant equation, and then everything else is uh, filled out. So then we're ready to select OK. And here are some of the plots that are available. And the assumptions I'll go over. Um, one of the things I wanted to make note is a lot of these assumptions, especially the uh, the normality test of the dependent variable, uh, it's not necessarily, especially if you have a sample size greater than 20, um, then all of these normality tests are moot points. So let's take a look at uh, what we have here and the interpretation of all that. Uh, so adjusted r squared, uh, that means that about 2.4% um, is captured of, of the um, data is actually um, correct. So again, um, when we have an, uh, multiple Regression, uh, you want to actually interpret the adjusted R squared, not the R squared. Uh, and, and the adjusted R squared, um, about 2.4%, which is 0. 0.024, 2.4%, 2, 2. um, is attributed to uncertainty in residuals. So the rest of it, um, 90, 97% of this is attributed to uncertain variance. So only 2.4% is adjusted variance. Uh, so if we move forward here and take a look at some of these other values, uh, then you can take a look at first the equation. Uh, and the equation is 3.606 is the constant. And then these are the coefficients. Uh, and you want to make sure that the coefficients actually uh, make sense um, in the context of the con- uh, the constant and other things. So then you go over the residuals, uh, statistics, um, and a lot of these visuals will um, explain a lot. Um, this is a bimodal distribution peak, um, and this is a, the dependent variable, the outcome variable. Um, actually, this is the regression standardized uh, residual. Uh, and here's the frequency. So this seems like a bimodal distribution. However, uh, again, when the sample size is um, large enough, it's not very uh, prudent to be looking at uh, the um, dependent, ver- the dependency, um, or the level of dependency of the outcome variable. Uh, so if we look at some of these scatter plots the dependent variable versus the regression standardized residual and this is one of the plots that um, we looked at then um, if we if you look at the um, if you look at the standardized residual if it's staying the same uh, then there's Um if there's a lot of deviation then there's not sedasticity to worry about It's um, hetero-sedastic. So this is homo-sedastic. And that is because it doesn't change, the residual doesn't change um, up or down um, between uh, different uh, dependent variables. So now if you want to um, dig a little deeper and take a look at if there's any um, any sort of uh, uh, the standard normal um, standard normal distribution is being followed then you can actually uh, retrieve some more um, tests here so this is the kolmogorov smirnov test let's go to analyze descriptive statistics um, explore And then we already have the dependent listed here, dependent is PIR, and you remember that from the other plot. Um, And then let's take a look at some of the plots that are needed. Uh, Normality plots with tests, this is one that's not usually um, selected. So then select continue, look for options, um, exclude cases pairwise, and then bootstrap, there's nothing there. and then the plot make sure that the plots is what's selected and then hit okay let's take a look at what are, so right away you can see for family pir uh there is this is significant that means that this is not normally distributed however another way to look at this is the pp plot actually the normal qq plot the q um, the QQ plot is um, also uh, drawn to make it make sure that it's normally distributed. Some of the expected versus the observed actually look similar. So, um, if we're finding that there's uh, different um, out- outcomes, then we can make the determination um, as well based on this QQ plot there is some devi- deviation from normal distribution however again norm- normality is not a uh, um absolutely uh, essential sort of um assumption uh so you can uh ignore that if you especially have a uh, sample size greater than 50 So now that we have uh, gone over some of the assumptions, I wanted to make sure that all of them were done. Um, there, there needs to be a linearity between the dependent and independent variable. And you can easily, um, do a plot on that. There needs to be normality in distribution. And due to central limit theorem, we can surmise that from, um, looking at something that is, um, a sample that has, has a high sample size. Um, and then, um, uh, we were looking at uh, homocedasticity versus heterocedasticity, and that's where you plot the residuals and take a look at um, by uh, dependent variables, is there a deviation in uh, residual plots? Um, and then, um, of course, we want over linear relationship. We want to make sure that there's not as much multicollinearity. Well, what that means is that Does it make sense to have uh, multiple variables within the independent variables which are um, independent of each other, or do you want them to be uh, codependent on each other, um, the number of independent variables? If you answered that um, they need to be uh, independent from each other, then you answered correctly, because if you have multicollinearity, a lot of times uh, the significance is there just because there's multicollinearity um and you'll have uh incorrect results so these are um all, all of the major assumptions that are um that comprise the uh multiple regression test um and then i went over some of the output however that's not the focus um of this segment um thank you for listening